0: back to another Adam Schefter podcast as we look back on Conference Championship Weekend and begin to look ahead to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. And joining us today will be one of the biggest Eagle fans out there. The future Hall of Fame outfielder, the all-star baseball outfielder from the California Angels, Mike Trout, Mr. Eagles fan himself. And we'll explain Why Mike Trout is on talking about the Eagles in just a moment. But first, the news of the day Tuesday was two teams filling their head coach openings. The first being the Denver Broncos, who agreed to a package with the New Orleans Saints that will send a first-round draft pick in this year's draft, along with a second-round pick in the 2024 draft, to New Orleans in exchange for a third-round pick next year and the rights to Sean Payton. Now, as we tape this after that news broke, Sean Payton soon will be putting the finishing touches on an agreement that will make him the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. And if anybody was waiting for this to happen, there was a little hint on Sunday when Sean Payton was on the Fox pregame show and he was wearing his orange tie. A message to the Broncos owners that he was ready to come be the next head coach in Denver where his biggest task will be to work on and elevate the level of play of Russell Wilson, who I can tell you is ecstatic about the hire of Sean Payton. Sean Payton was the coach that Russell Wilson was rooting for all along from the moment this search started. And yes, The search took the Broncos to a lot of different places because they knew that the price for Sean Payton was going to be high to New Orleans, and they knew the contract would be high. And so before you make a commitment of so many resources, they went to meet with Jim Harbaugh, who they liked an awful lot. They met with D'Amico Ryans, who they were blown away by, but they never, ever lost sight of Sean Payton and were focused on getting a deal done with him that now will make him the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And Russell Wilson's very happy. The Broncos organization has somebody to turn around that organization the way that Sean Payton once did for New Orleans when he took over that organization back in about 2006 or so. They were a bottom barrel team, and he lifted up that entire place with the help of Drew Brees, Mickey Loomis, and others. And we mentioned D'Amico Ryans. Well, he got, and I think this was amazing, a six-year deal from the Houston Texans who by the way have gone one and done the last two years with David Cully and Lovey Smith both coaches one and done there is zero chance that D'Amico Ryans is going to be one and done in Houston and the overwhelming chances are now with that six-year contract from the Texans that he will be in Houston for a long time and when you talk to people about D'Amico Ryans They are so impressed by his mind, his leadership, his character. The Texans got themselves a real winner, and he takes over a situation where he is going to have a chance to make a real impact with the second pick in the draft, another first-round pick, and all the salary cap room that the Texans have. So the Broncos get Sean Payton, the Houston Texans get D'Amico Ryans, and the two teams left on the board right now with openings are the Arizona Cardinals, and Indianapolis Colts. All right, a few things to reflect upon last weekend. The first of which, is there any team in the league that has been more star-crossed at quarterback than the San Francisco 49ers? Now, let's keep in mind, on Sunday, early on, the 49ers underdog story, Brock Purdy himself, Mr. Irrelevant, tears his ulnar collateral ligament in his elbow that will sideline him minimum six months. I think it was the first series of the game. He never completed a pass in the NFC Championship game. And now the 49ers, essentially, this season, lost Trey Lance to a fractured fibula and two ankle surgeries, Jimmy Garoppolo to a broken foot. He's now a free agent. And Brock Purdy, the 49ers aren't going to know whether he will or won't be ready for the regular season, but they know that he's not going to be able to take part in any of the offseason program. So now the 49ers who have gone through so many quarterbacks have to figure out who's going to be their opening day starting quarterback because Brock Purdy tore his UCL. I mean, it's just unbelievable to think about that. And when he goes out of the game, it makes you think of the league's third quarterback rule because back in 2010, the league changed the third quarterback rule that allowed a team to dress an additional quarterback along with their starter and backup. So if the third quarterback entered the game in the first three quarters, the other two would be prohibited from returning to the field. Now, they have to take a look at that rule for the postseason. Because once Josh Johnson got hurt for the 49ers, and he got getting cussed, the 49ers were out of quarterbacks. Christian McCaffrey or Kyle Juszczyk was going to have to play. And it just felt like you're watching this fight that wasn't fair. And I know, yes, the Eagles deserved the one seed. They played better. The 49ers got hurt, but it reminded me of the game, and I got a text about this actually, where the Broncos were playing the Saints in Denver in a week in which all the Broncos tested positive for COVID or were in close proximity to somebody who had COVID. And their quarterbacks that day were wide receivers and running backs, and they had no chance against the Saints. And that's, what it felt like as we watched the 49ers. And to me, it makes sense for the league to look at that rule in the offseason, the third quarterback rule, and revise it going forward. The league needs to take a look at its officials, which missed any number of calls during conference championship game weekend. Another reminder of the poor season that some NFL officials have had. Can't have those questions over the game. Can't have the sport be as successful as it is and have the officiating In the words of many team coaches and executives, on the level it has been at this season, the league's got to do something about that there. And then we had the ASC Conference Championship game, and a few things stood out there to me as well. First and foremost was Joseph Asai makes the play that draws the penalty, and I can't tell you how many locker rooms I've been in where a player makes a play that contributes to a loss, contributes. And then basically doesn't answer any questions from the media. Joseph Asai played so hard during that game, number one. Number two, he stood there and answered questions from reporters afterwards. Major respect and credit for Joseph Asai doing that. It was unbelievable to see how he handled himself. And everybody makes mistakes during a game. He made one, but that wasn't why they lost. There were a lot of plays. Why they lost. That was a part of why they lost, but it will be a play that I think people will remember. But I'll remember the way that Joseph Asai stood there, faced the music, and answered questions. And the other thing about that night that we'll remember is maybe the single greatest soundbite in the history of conference championship game podium interviews. Jim Nance is talking to Travis Kelsey. He asks him a question, and Travis Kelsey Who's going to be a star on network TV one day, if that's the path he decides to go, answers like this Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. And so the Chiefs win and the Eagles win. And that brings us to this week's guest. Now, this to me is a special treat of privilege because I would say some point in the last five years began texting with the great outfielder, Mike Trout. And I would say there's nobody, including my wife or my two children or my parents or anybody, that texts me more than Mike Trout. And he's always curious about fancy football questions. He's always curious about the Eagles. It could be a simple question. And we've corresponded, I would say, I'm guessing five years, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but we've never actually met. And we've never come face to face And we've never spoken on the phone, just texts, multiple, multiple, multiple texts. And there was a time or two where I was going to go meet him when he was playing baseball in New York, but he got hurt and didn't play. And so I never made it out there. There were other times where I invited him on the podcast and for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. And so last week I sent him a text and I said, if the Eagles win. On Sunday, and they take the NFC Championship game, you're doing the podcast next week. And he said, deal. And so sometime in the second or third quarter, I shot him a text and I said, it's over. What day do you prefer, Monday or Tuesday? And he said, Tuesday. And lo and behold, Mike Trout finally popped on. We finally got the chance to meet my long-lost text pal popped on here And we're fortunate enough to hear from Mike Trout himself about the Eagles' big win and their upcoming game. There we go. I can't believe we actually, actually, (laughs) finally get to talk.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: Is that unbelievable? How many text exchanges would you say we've had over the years? Thousands. Thousands, right? Thousands. Yep. And never have actually come face-to-face or spoken right
1: that's correct i mean we've had a lot of things set up and then things derailed it but
0: yeah then you get hurt
1: yeah i got hurt Yep. but this is this is a good occasion you know the eagles are in the super bowl you know
0: well that's why i dangled it out there i said you know what (laughs) the eagles win the nfc championship you gotta come on the podcast for sure to talk about what you felt on sunday and what we're looking forward to in the upcoming super bowl so Let's start with this past Sunday NFC Championship game. You go, of course you go. What was your reaction to the game?
1: Um, obviously great. Um, you know, obviously when when uh, you know, Purdy went down, it changed the whole game. But uh, you know, that's what uh, that Eagles defense does. I mean, they're they're on the quarterback every every uh play, but uh it you know, obviously uh they won big and now the Oh, I got a lot of 49er fans, uh, friends. Uh, all I kept saying is, oh, the game would have been different with Purdy. Uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. I obviously don't want to see people getting hurt, but it it, uh, it was a good win for the Eagles.
0: Now, are you going to Arizona to the Super Bowl? That's
1: the plan. That's the plan. I was going to go out there anyway because I got to be out there early for the WBC. So um, I'm going to leave definitely a few minutes, uh, a few minutes, a few days earlier now.
0: Now, did you go to the Eagles' first Super Bowl victory?
1: I did. I did, and
0: what was that like for you?
1: It was great. Uh, obviously the 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 cold weather was a wasn't a factor because it was indoors, which was great. But um, it was really cold, obviously. But just being there, being I, I think I sat like uh, I sat like fifty yard line in the stands with the fans, so it was it was pretty cool. So I like being being with 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 everything in the in the moment. So it's uh, it was it was pretty cool.
0: Do people recognize you? Leave you alone? Like, what's your reaction on a game day like that where you're in the stands?
1: You know, I think Eagles fans. You know, we're just so passionate about the the, the game, and you know, it's, it's high five. You know, I'd, obviously, if they want a picture or something, I stop, and take some pictures. But yeah, I get recognized, but it's, it's mainly just like, you know, firing them up. You know, go Birds or you know, chanting Eagles. You know, fight song, or whatever. So it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. I enjoy there, that. Song.
0: There are some huge Eagles fans. Obviously, everybody they got a tons of fans, but I mean some high profile Eagles fans, Kevin yeah. Hart, Bradley Cooper, Mike Trout, Jim Kramer. Jim Kramer, after the Eagles won the last Super Bowl, sent me a video on his phone where he was crying, literally <laughs> crying like a little boy. Has an Eagles victory ever brought you to tears, Mike?
1: Brought me to tears. I want to say tears, but I mean there's been some wins over the years. It's uh I mean, obviously, Super Bowl. Um you know, being being such a big fan, and my dad when I was a kid, uh, my obviously my dad was a big Eagles fan, and being able to watch it with him, you know, letting him be there with me, and you know, all the years that they weren't that great, and just the the grind years, and you know, being able to finally see one in person, it's uh, it was uh, definitely special for me, and obviously for my dad. So,
0: I was going to ask you where this interest and passion comes from. Trace it back for me. You talk about your dad. I grew up a Jets fan as a little boy. I don't root for them now because I root for people in the game, not teams. People yeah. ask all the time, who do you root for? But when I think back to the kind of Jets fan I was as a kid, man, I lived and died with them. So when you think back to you being a little boy and you loving the Philadelphia Eagles, where did this come from and what do you remember about that?
1: Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, my my dad was all, you know, Philly sports. So, you know, that's how I was brought up. You know, I was... Eagles, Phillies, Sixers, Flyers, um, you know, went to, a, went to a lot of games when I was younger, um, just, just stuck to me, you know, I, I'm a big sports guy, so uh, I love all sports, um, you know, obviously, baseball being number one, but, you know, in, in my off, off, season time, you know, I like to, you know, um, you know, root for my sports team, and it's always been the Eagles, you know, I think, since I was a little kid, since I remember, you know, it's always, you know, Sunday, Sunday at one o'clock, you know, turn on the game and we were watching it, you know, throwing a football around in the living room. or outside before the game um, or even going to games. You know, I think, uh, you know, my dad really uh, didn't push it on me, but I just grew on to the game and grew on to the, you know, the love for the Eagles.
0: What are the memories that you have of being young in terms of certain games or moments specifically that you remember about being an Eagles fan?
1: Yeah, I think the the one that comes back to me is um I think it was a playoff game against the Falcons when Vic was quarterback. Yep. And uh I don't know it might have it might have been it was it the, at the Vet or the not the Vet. The the what's the old stadium called?
0: Oh uh, the, the Vet. It was
1: the Vet. Was the vet. was that there? I don't know if it was uh, Yeah, yeah it was,
0: I believe that was at the vet. No, Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah that, it, it blurs together for me. I think Michael Vick might have been at the link because the vet – Okay, okay. What I remember okay, about, the vet, I, I remember about it, the vet, the vet was considered to be the single worst playing surface. Surface,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that It literally
0: destroy players' knees. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I did hear that. I did hear that. I heard that from both football and baseball side, so – um yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. That's
1: interesting, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but no, I think, you know, going to a playoff game when they played the the, um, the, uh, the the Falcons and then like two years later, just to see how Eagles fans hated Michael Vick. And then once Vick came to the Eagles, it was the total opposite. So, <laughs> uh, no, I think that's that's one of them. Um, I think just the biggest one is the Super Bowl, you know, a couple years ago. Like I said, just, uh, you know, Philly's fans are just so passionate about the their sports teams and you know being able to get to the Super Bowl and you know winning it was uh and obviously against Tom Brady. So
0: this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off Any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's number 8SAVE. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8SAVE. Jet's pizza, better because it has to be. How does rooting for them and the feeling you get compare to? your own baseball accomplishments and winning games for the angels. Like how do they, is there a similar feeling? Is it different?
1: Um, You know, I think it, it, it crushes me. Cause you know, I've every, you know, I want to experience the playoff atmosphere. You know, I got the little taste of it in 14, um, but you know, it's been a while since I've been back. So I think, you know, being that, I, I, I can't imagine what the the players are going through, and I think everybody that competes in sports wants that feeling. And I think um, you know that's the, that's the goal every year is to get back to the playoffs. And you 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 know it. Everybody asks me, you know, we got to get Trout to the playoffs, and it doesn't kill me more than you know. I, I see all the gifts, I see all the memes on, on social media that I've been to more Eagles playoffs games and the Angels. Uh, <laughs> you know, I get a kick out of it, but uh, you know, nothing, nothing. I don't think anybody. You know, as a as a athlete doesn't want to be in that situation doesn't want to be on that field um you just want to you know be out there and just compete so um yeah I think it pushes me more you know going to these games and seeing the atmosphere and you know knowing that um you know this is where I want to be in in, in special moments like this and uh you know be out there with the guys so
0: so it's fair to say that when you're watching an Eagles win in a big playoff game you're thinking about how that might correlate if you get the chance to one day be in a game of that magnitude. Yeah, you got to.
1: I mean, you got to you gotta be able to put yourself in. Obviously, this isn't – I mean, I'm, I'm being a fan. I'm obviously being in a different situation if it's on, your, on the field playing. But, you know, the atmosphere, you know, it's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. Fans going to be nuts. And just, you know, just visualizing and trying to prepare yourself for it to happen. Um, you know, I, I think if you're – you're an athlete and and you you tell yourself something else opposed to you know thinking about that it's just the nature of my competitiveness i i, I want to be out there competing you know it's obviously a different sport but you know being out there just, it's almost it's almost like you want to go out there and suit up you know you're on the, you're on the sidelines and you're going crazy and you just want to go out there and just play you know so uh yeah i think it correlates definitely for you know you think about it as an athlete for sure
0: You know, let me tell you something. When I used to cover the Denver Broncos as a newspaper reporter back in the 90s, this is a true story. It's a little bit embarrassing. But (laughs) when they were getting ready to play in their first Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers, I woke up one night and had a dream that I was playing special teams. (laughs) I was so fired up. I was so (laughs) fired up to cover the game that I actually had a dream that I was involved in the game because it's all you can think about. I think as a fan, as a reporter, as a coach, as a player, when you're in a game of that magnitude, it consumes you. And you can't yeah, wait sure. to be a part of it. And that was what I thought. So I can only imagine what it would be like if one day we could get you to a World Series, and that would be yeah. like no, it's
1: like I said, it, it it all correlates with each other. I mean, it's obviously a different sport, but you know, the 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 experience, the atmosphere, it's all gonna be the same. So you you gotta obviously prepare yourself and um you know it's it's definitely I would be lying to you if I, if I'm sitting there on the sideline saying, you know, I don't want to be in this situation. You know, I, I think about it all the time, you know, it's, it's, you know, people talk to me all the time, about, Hey, we got to get to the playoffs. I know it's, it's, it's not, it's out there. Um, it's not like we're trying not to not trying to do it, but, um, you know, I want to be in that big situation. I want to have that, that big moment. And, you know, I think every athlete, um, you know, that, that doesn't want that moment, they shouldn't even be playing. So, um, You know, I think just, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things as an athlete, you know, if you're a fan of a football team or a basketball team or a different sport, you know, you, you, you always put yourself in them situations. Like, what would I do in this situation? How would I react? And, you know, you, you, the adrenaline rush is, is insane. I mean, it's just. The the competitiveness of how I am, you know, I want to be out there. It's 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 a weird feeling because you know you're sitting on there, you're cheering for your team, but like you're like, dude, let me go out there and let me go out there and hit somebody. You know, it's like, well, is that
0: a is that adrenaline rush that you get comparable to what you get while you're playing?
1: Yeah, I I I mean, every game it's adrenaline rush for me. I I I enjoy obviously playing. Um, You know, there's some similarities in cheering for a, a game and actually being involved into a game um but you know being out there and controlling what you can control uh it's obviously different than being a fan so um fan you're just cheering on and you're hoping you know the team does good but you in baseball and like my situation you're at the plate it's me versus the pitcher and you know let's go so um yeah
0: I don't even know your contract situation would you ever want to come back and play for Philadelphia <laughs> on the East coast. Like, and I guess this is just a curious reporter in me as you're talking about this and, and how much you care about Philadelphia sport. there's something like that detail into your career? I'm not trying to stir anything up right now.
1: Yeah, yeah no. And I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, a lot of people, it, it gets brought up to me a lot and a lot of people, and I, I hear it a lot from Phillies fans, like Eagles fans, when I go to the games, you know, I think there's a group of people behind that's always trying to, you know, push me to go to the to Philly. Um, you know, obviously committed to to the Angels for I think it's eight more years. I signed a long,
0: I got a long, I got a long
1: long term deal. So, um, you know, I, I think it's always brought up. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm very passionate about Philly sports. So, um, you know, I it is it is what it is. So, it's always I think it's always going to be linked to me.
0: What do you like most about this current Eagles team?
1: I just think the way the way. I think Nick has prepared them and brought them up as the chemistry of the team. Um, you know, I think a lot of people don't really see that. And as a as a sports as an athlete, being in the locker room every day, seeing, you know, the team chemistry is big, and I and I see that on the field. Um, there's not one player that's um, acted differently. They're all you know playing as brothers and a family. And I think, you know, building a big um culture and a, a good culture and a good team chemistry is is big for winning teams. And, you know, obviously uh, what Jalen's doing this year is 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 remarkable. Um, just to see the improvements um that he's made um going from last year to this year with you know all the negative stuff about him, you know, preseason. Um just bashing them bashing them and then just proving people wrong you know you love you love to see that stuff and obviously his background when you know he got uh you know bench for two in the national championship to you know a lot of guys would just fold and you say this is it you know i'm done but you know he he trusted himself you know he proved the doubters wrong and you know now he's i think 16 and one as a quarterback this year and he's playing for a super bowl for you know the eagles so it's uh that's that's something special and then you know, I can go, I can go down the line one by one um, on what the Eagles have, you know, offensive line, defensive line, and then obviously the defense completely. And, you know, adding AJ, it's just, uh, it's special what, what, how he's done. You know, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of crap, um, you know, cause he didn't pick, uh, you know, I still hear it from my boys in the text messages. Didn't pick DK Metcalf. Didn't pick Jefferson. Um, you know, things happen, you know, it's, it is what it is. And he's, you know, I talk to him a lot, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool, and I'm happy, you know, to see it. Obviously, as a fan, and just uh, the way a general manager thinks and 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 puts a team together, it's pretty uh, pretty cool.
0: So, you know, it's funny you say that. Joe Banner, the former president of the Eagles, texted me the other day, uh, just last night, as a matter of fact, and because I sent him a text that just congratulated him on his role in this game, the fact that he. I believe, hired Andy Reid. He helped hire Howie. He basically brought a lot of these people into this game. And he said, um, as we discussed, I had people bad me for years. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. (laughs) Howie has also gone through his own version uh, of a non-football person doing that job and other people thinking that they could do that. Thankfully, he seems to have broken through. But what he's gone through is amazing. It's not to say we're perfect, but we took a lot of unwarranted heat. For sure. And the single thing I'm most proud of for my time in the league is my hiring record. I appreciate you making note of the fact that my two best hires are going to the Super Bowl against each other. Like, so, and, and, and so Howie and Joe did get a lot. Of heat, and Howie did miss on a couple of things.
1: Yeah. And he, and the, the biggest thing is being accountable. I mean, he, he came out and said it. You know, he he came out and said, like, I, I don't know when it was, but I, 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 it could have been, I don't know if it was real or not, but I read somewhere on social media saying that, you know, um, he should have picked Jefferson or should have picked Metcalf or whatever. But how
0: well, do you? I was gonna say he, he did miss on those, but you know how many picks and moves he has hit on
1: exactly, exactly. his batting
0: record is, is, is better than anybody's.
1: I know, I know, I know. It's uh, you know, a lot of people don't recognize the, the Reddick signing this year. It's been that's that's incredible. I mean, and and,
0: and here they are in the super bowl nfc champions and guess what they hold the top 10 pick in the draft too I know. I know. Uh... new orleans so again no no gm no front office member ever is gonna hit on everything
1: and yeah. he has gotten
0: flack for that it's the way it goes every gm in the league wishes he could have certain picks back for certain players yeah for sure right that, that's just the way that kind of goes do you have any kind of personal relationship with any of the players. You mentioned talking to Howie Roseman. Is there anybody else that you have formed a relationship with or a bomb with on this particular team?
1: Um, I wouldn't say like a personal relationship. You know, I talk to the I talk to the guys here and there, social media. Um yeah, I, I used to be a big yeah, I got close with Ertz and Carson now that they moved on. But uh, you know, just um just staying in you know, social media, messing around with them, not nothing nothing too crazy. They see me during a game, you know, I'll say what's up to them before the games, but other than that, nothing, nothing too crazy.
0: We got to connect in Arizona. What day are you getting out there?
1: Uh, I'll be, I actually got a <laughs> I actually got a wedding Saturday, so I'm flying in Sunday morning. So,
0: oh my god!
1: Yeah, tell me about it. So, we'll uh, see. You, well, you're yeah, a good man, man. Sure,
0: let me know. Let me know. We'll,
1: we'll, I'll be there. So,
0: well, let me ask you a question: If the Eagles win, are you going to the after party? Did you go to the after party the last time?
1: I did go to the after party last time. I, I will probably, hopefully, make an appearance to that. So.
0: I went to that party afterwards the last time. There were a couple of people I wanted to go congratulate. And there are a few things i always remember about that. I had my son with me. And for some reason, obviously at that time, he must have been, how many, four years ago? Probably 18 years old. We got stopped at the door. And I don't know why he was there, but Zay Jones was there. And Zay Jones brought brought my son into the party as his guest. It's kind of funny how that, just weird things you remember about certain situations and events like that. um i also want to ask you did you wind up resigning as the commissioner of your fancy football league
1: oh that was a while ago. that was a while ago yeah yeah yeah. the, in, the uh, infamous
0: was- the, inf- the infamous fancy football league that that started a fight on the yeah no league. it's uh
1: no, no i think a lot of guys you know a lot of guys take fancy football seriously and i do too so uh, <laughs> just, a, just a crazy thing but i uh yes i i'm not the commissioner anymore i handed it over to uh to uh Che from Barstool and he's running it. And he's he's ran he's ran it great. So I have no complaints. There was little hiccups during the year, but he fixed them. And you know, it's uh it's it's good to be able to sit back and you know, if some a problem comes up, just throw it to Che and it's not me. So uh I don't have to deal with it. So because you know when a problem comes up, it's I get a text from this guy, I get a text from that guy, this is it, this is that, this is that, and we got a big group chat going. It's it's it was crazy so i just uh i passed it to him i passed the torch to him and he's uh he's taking care of it so
0: and how does your interest and passion in fantasy football compare to your love for the eagles or wanting to win for the angels
1: uh i mean i like to compete in everything so if when i do things i'm trying to win so i don't like losing you can ask anybody of my friends you can ask my wife if it comes to he yeah, asked my family if it's a board game I'm I'm winning. I'm, I I got to win. So um, you know, I, I take fantasy football seriously. You know that. I answer <laughs> a lot of questions. So uh, just um, yeah, no, it's uh, you know, just anything in general just to, to to compete. I'm always trying to compete, so.
0: How many fantasy championships do we have to our name, Mike?
1: Uh, I got a couple. Good. I didn't get so hot this year, but it's me hot, neither. It's <laughs> we, we, must got, we
0: must have been down together.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't <laughs> I didn't do real good this year, so. It's, yeah, I
0: I must have been the one that said, pick Kyle Pitts. Pick yeah. Kyle Pitts, take, <laughs> take Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah, you know can't miss with those guys. Can't
1: miss with them, yeah. <laughs> can't,
0: so. can't miss. And then later on, yeah, whatever you do, Jimmy Garoppolo would be great, you know, and, yeah. and things like that, guys that got hurt. Fantasy's frustrating, man.
1: It is, it is. But it's, it, it's cool to be able to, you know, see other teams, root for other guys. Um, obviously, it's tough when they're playing your team. But um, you know, it's nothing better than like a Thursday night football game when it's two teams you don't really care about, but you got your guys going, so it kind of fires you up a little bit. And you know, as a fo- uh, sports fan and a, and a football guy, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So
0: I don't know what time you get into Arizona, but if you want to come to the set, the ESPN set for the pregame show, I'll see you.
1: Text, let you know. I don't. I think I don't know when we land, but we're trying to we're trying to get there. So
0: you're flying in from Jersey.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're leaving bright early uh, Sunday morning. So,
0: sleep on the plane, get ready for the big game. Yeah, go yeah. to the Wait, game. What's your
1: What's your prediction? Uh you can't say that on, on air, can well, you?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Um Yeah, I've never. Oh, I've you're going well, hey, well, hold on, hold on. You're going hold Chiefs. I already know. Hold on. For the record, you texted me in the third yeah. quarter of that. First of all, I texted you second quarter. I said it's over. Right, yeah, your game did. over. <laughs> And then you said who's going to win the second game? What did I say?
1: You said Chiefs, you did. I think you said Chiefs by 3 too. That was that's uh <laughs> I don't know if you in Vegas got something going on, but
0: well, there there you go. We, we had it going. <laughs> I will uh, I will mull my pick. I I I think you're in a good position going to this game.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it works out. It'd be nice to get a second Super Bowl victory. <laughs>
1: you can have for, for your
0: for your city, Ooh. right?
1: For sure. Definitely. What would that
0: be like for you? What would that mean Unreal. to
1: you? Unreal. It would be definitely a uh, little little uh, motivation and adrenaline rush going into the season. So it would be cool.
0: Hey, Mike, it is a pleasure and an honor to finally connect face-to-face, voice-to-voice, not just over the thousands of text messages that have gone <laughs> back and forth for years for three years. For sure. back. It's for awesome. me. And I Thanks. appreciate taking some time and hopefully we'll get the chance to actually meet in person On Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Sounds good. I'll let you know.
0: You're the man. Thank you very much.
1: Yep. I'll talk to you.
0: And so hoping we get the chance to actually meet in person. My friend Mike Trout. Appreciate him taking some time out of his schedule as he gets ready for that wedding. That Saturday night before the Super Bowl and then the big game in Arizona. We are leaving this upcoming weekend to head to Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl festivities before flying to Arizona at some point on Monday, where we'll be spending all of next week getting ready for the big game. And this will be strange for me personally. I don't really ever go on vacations. And so to be in Arizona for a week, that's about as close as I come to a vacation, though it's a work vacation. And while we're out there, there'll be some free time to do some things. But I will say in the last week, while we wait for these coaching jobs to be filled and While we wait for some of this quarterback news to trickle in, there have been a couple of spare moments where we've gotten to see some things on TV that we highly recommend. First of all, Your Honor, which is on Showtime, which we raved about the first season. Raved about it, is back on Showtime. We're three episodes in, and if you did not see the first season of Your Honor, and you've not started the second season, well, you now have an added bonus show and series To watch that is outstanding. And the new Eddie Murphy movie on Netflix, You People, also highly recommended. Incredibly present, incredibly current, incredibly incredibly topical, funny, humorous, enlightening. Excellent movie. Great job by everybody in that particular comedy. Also, something to watch here as we get ready for Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. All right, please join us again next week from Arizona, as well as more guest information and insight. Thank you today to our guest, the all-star outfielder from the California Angels, Mike Trout. Thank you to my great producers, Christina Buswell and Sarah Abbott. And thank you, the listener, for tuning into another Adam Schefter podcast. We'll talk next week from Arizona. Until then, have a great week, be well, and stay safe.